0: i Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. And I'm Rosemary's BB. <laughs> and this week we're looking at Season 5, Episode 12, The Zoo Story, in which Frasier's ill-fated celebrity endorsement of the Mercer Island Zoo results in all kinds of animal-based chaos. Now, Steve, really simple one this week. Do you enjoy visiting zoos, or when was the last time you went to one? Either or,
1: I remember taking my eldest nephew to the zoo, and he's probably that second birthday, which is probably about Christ, it's probably twelve years ago now since I last went to the zoo. Local zoo, Colchester Zoo. I still live reasonably near it, um, and it is a very good zoo. So uh, yeah, I do enjoy zoos actually. I've been to London Zoo as well. That was I, uh, I have a not. Um, experience.
0: Is it massive? <laughs>
1: Do you know what? It's probably not as big as you think it would be. And a lot of the animals were quite old when I went there. I think London Zoo has been there a long time. And I think, you know, sort of the lion and giraffe were, they were
0: aging out. Not...
1: <laughs> they weren't the original ones, you know what I mean? But <laughs> they, they had been there a while.
0: So mm. I always I always feel a slight weirdness. Like when I see like a lion or an elephant in a zoo in this country, um, I'm not like beating, you know, obviously I believe in, 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 in rights for, for humans, for animals, whatever. I'm not an animal rights activist, in quote marks. I eat meat, etc. I don't bang the drum for it, but uh, it sometimes makes me feel a bit odd, I don't know, seeing a really exotic animal that is not native to this country, maybe just kept in, you know, it's not a cage, but it's a very, very limited version of the freedom it would probably have enjoyed in the wild.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think the plus side of a zoo is, you know, the conservation of, say, That's breeding a panda, true. for example, trying to repopulate something. Yeah. Um, and I have it's an opportunity to see animals you probably wouldn't see unless you were very, very lucky to be in Africa or on a safari or something like that and actually see them out in the wild. But even then, I mean, again, it's down to conservation, isn't it? A lot of the safari sort of trips is conservation based to try and raise money and and try and keep those animals, you know, alive and for our future really so there's a lot there's a lot of positives i suppose there is a few negatives as well along the way depending on which side you like you say which side you look at it
0: mm. yeah yeah i think i think conservation is is a really good point actually um but yeah it's it's an interesting one and i'm sure there's probably a lot more interesting and giant zoos in america than, than we have here so i'd be very curious oh, to I hear imagine so. from our listeners about those um shall we took ourselves into trivia corner stephen
1: I feel like it's been quite a while, so I feel like I'm ready to be grilled by the uh, the been. usuals in Trivia Corner, uh, hopefully all in attendance.
0: It has been a while, it has been a while, I mean this, it's, it's coming up to nearly a month since we put an episode out, which is obviously rubbish, but it's been a very busy time for, for myself, for you, for Key, um, so we push on. But uh, I'm going to open this week with our boy down under, Mr. Cam Winston, so... He asks, easy one to start. What is the major flaw with this episode surrounding the main plot line? Here's a clue. Hammy says he knows this has come up on FFC before.
1: I would imagine he's walking down the path of I don't believe there is a zoo on Mercer Island.
0: That is absolutely correct. Very good. I would never in a million years have, have thought to guess that.
1: Uh, yeah, I think I mean, that, that has... It sounds I mean, completely that, plausible to my... I this episode isn't discussed much in Fraser Fan Club, if I'm honest. It's not something that gets brought up much and that has been a topic a few times. It also comes to the line, which we'll probably get to later, when Daphne actually says, I didn't know there was a zoo on Mercer Island. Bit of a dig at Ben for his publicising of it, but obviously all his publicity stunts to do with it. But also, um, yeah, maybe that's a dig in the real life, that there isn't one.
0: <laughs> uh it's a <laughs> bit of a, a kind of a winking, a winking, knowing <laughs> so, yeah, nod at the fact that a they...
1: bit of an in-joke there that Daphne acknowledges mm. that you're right there isn't one. So that's no. that was my guess, man.
0: Well, it was correct. So well, well done, Steve. Um, what three things made Maris look so seductive? Oh god. Um This is a good one, I like this. Uh a
1: tightly fitted gown of some sort. A clingy gown, absolutely, yeah. Clingy gown. Uh was it makeup, something to do with makeup, eyeshadow, or what, what some, am I, some what, sort of
0: what am I doing?
1: <laughs> Making a moustache there. <laughs> <laughs> lipstick. Um, lipstick. Yes, lipstick. Crimson, and...
0: crimson lipstick. And then the final accoutrement.
1: I think it was it was it earrings?
0: It so did, which, earrings or made her head droop. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Typical uh, Maris. <laughs> if, she's, if she's not sighing under the weight of being interesting, it's the earrings bringing her head down. So um, <laughs> that poor woman can't catch a break. Uh, how did Gil describe bargaining with the hammer?
1: Uh, It's not at the mercy of a chatty cobra. That's poppy, isn't it? Um, oh,
0: yeah, that's a good one, though.
1: Is it? Cold dead eyes, like yes. with Nosferatu. Yeah, absolutely bang yeah. on.
0: Absolutely superb. Steve You've got three, out of Hor- three horror man. movie
1: fan. That was going to be an easy one. That one. Nice.
0: <laughs> and speaking of, the remaking Nosferatu, and Robert Eggers is directing. Who did the Lighthouse, and yes. yeah, very good director. Going
1: to have is it Willem Dafoe that was in it?
0: Oh, he is might he gonna be, be. He might be Nosferatu. I know Nicholas Holt is in it. I think Bill Skarsgård might be playing Nosferatu, the guy who plays Pennywise, isn't it?
1: Ah, um... oh, maybe you're right on that. I don't know why I thought Willem Dafoe was going to play Nosferatu. Maybe you're right. I don't know. He might be in it. He was the guy that was in. He was in the lighthouse, wasn't Which, it? The lighthouse is a very strange film. The lighthouse is
0: excellent. It? <laughs> it's excellent, um, but it's, it's deeply odd.
1: Wow, what a film!
0: I just think <laughs> yeah. I, we need filmmakers that are still making films like that these days because that is just so unique and singular and just spot on.
1: Experience when I
0: watch that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right, have you got any questions for me, Stephen? I know I did put this uh, this episode to I you have. very short notice.
1: Oh, you have. I'm, I'm at- i am actually managed to squeeze four episode, uh, four questions for this episode out very, very quickly. You are um, a
0: man, a god, a god amongst men. The
1: first one, you're going to have half of this straight away. The first one is, which two films are mentioned within this episode?
0: So Nosferatu. And... <laughs> it's the first one we've just discussed. The second one. And My Dinner with Andre. Correct. And and then Correct. is there a Charles Bronson film, but we don't hear the title?
1: It, it, yeah, he says old oh, Charles Bronson. He was was it cleaning out the trash or something on the streets, and there was gunplay and stuff. But
0: my dinner with uh, uh, Have you no, watched no my dinner problem. with Andre?
1: I have. And we have discussed it before that I was a bit disappointed in it. I didn't oh. think it was very good. But um, yeah, maybe man. I'll rewatch it at some point. But yeah, I prefer my coffee with Niles. Put it that way. Oh,
0: I, I do. I do. I do. <laughs> um,
1: my second uh, question is: other than Doctor Niles Crane and Doctor Fraser Crane. There's four other doctors mentioned in this episode. Can you name them?
0: So one big point of contention is Dr. Clint Webber. Um, yeah, we'll
1: come on to that later. He is mentioned. Yeah, <laughs>
0: and I don't think he should be. Um, no. <laughs> so this, oh Obviously, the two doctors that Maris is seeing. Um, oh, God. I'm never, ever going to remember these. It's not Shankman. Um, it's not, we haven't come to Shanklin yet. No, we haven't. Um, so there's the two that see Maris, and is there a third uh, and then a final one mentioned? Elsewhere? There
1: is, yeah, so there's there is Dr. Weber, there's two that are seeing Maris and Niles, and then there is another one that Toppy McIntosh mentions on the news. Oh, uh, Dr. Moreau. Dr. Moreau is the one Toffee McIntosh
0: mentions. Dr. Moreau, as in H.G. Wells, and then you're going to have to give me the other two.
1: The other two that Niles' therapist, or, or Maris' therapist, are Dr. Wilform, which I've guessed is spelt W-I-L-L-P-H-A-U-M. I have no idea Wilform is a name. Oh, that, 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 that'll do. And, uh, <laughs> and Dr.
0: Prescott. Dr. Prescott, very good, very good, Steve. So there you go. Uh,
1: two more quick ones. Uh, the third one is Ben just won an award
0: what was it oh god um is it something to do with the toy drive or the scouts or um oh no you have to tell me he won the Seattle Samaritan Award. Seattle Samaritan Award, <laughs> of course. Which sounds like a really
1: awful award. I, win, I, I mean, I'd love to win For a good it reason.
0: Somehow. I'd love to win it someday. Um,
1: so the fourth and final one is, how many episodes does Harriet Samson Harris portray
0: BB? Ooh, in total. Yep. Across I, the whole of the series. I am going to just try and work out, let's say, an average of two per season which brings us to 22, but then she's probably not in some seasons. I'm going to go 19.
1: Way over. It was 11.
0: Oh, sugar, my ass. It's a it. lot lower than you think, isn't it? So it is a lot lower, lower so it averages to one yeah. once a season.
1: Yeah, so... I actually, um, when I when I looked through IMDb to find that fact, I actually found that the, I think it's the sixth highest amount of episodes by a person so you've got the five main cast. You've got, obviously, Moose or Enzo playing Eddie. Mm. The person below that is a guy called Paul Castanalo or something like that. And he was in 142 episodes. Think, who the hell's that? He played a waiter in the background of Nervosa, apparently, in 142 episodes. He's in 142
0: person. episodes. Yeah. Do Gee. you know what else he's famous for?
1: Being no. Paul pool bearer. In the Guns N' Roses November rain video.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I thought you were gonna say for being a porn star. Um no, but there you go. What a strange
1: what a strange thing to be in though. Wow. And he's got no photo on IMDb, that's his two credits, really. He's in a few other little things. But yeah, what a strange I wonder he if he still
0: kind of dines out on the royalties of Fraser getting re he probably gets about fifty cents a year out of it. To be
1: fair, I, I mean, even after the syndication, I doubt one hundred and forty-two non-speaking episodes
0: got him very much. I, yeah, I'm probably inclined to agree with you. But uh, are those all your questions, Steve? That's me done. Absolutely superb. Thank you for those. They were really, really good. And I took a stab. Didn't didn't come out shining. Well, did, did pretty but, uh, well. Did pretty terribly, well. Not terribly. <laughs> not terribly. Um, our boy MK has a few questions for you, Stephen. So, what three characters? Does Martin conjure to allude to Ben's lacking of a hard edge?
1: Uh, he calls him a Mouseketeer at one point, I believe.
0: Mousketeer, spot
1: on. He sarcastically remarks
0: elf, elf <laughs> at one point. A, an movie.
1: elf, yeah. Um,
0: this one's hard, harder, I think. Yeah, I don't think
1: I'm going to get a third one.
0: Howdy Doody. Too- Is 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 that that a a cartoon character? I I do not know what Howdy Doody is. so I'm Googling it. Howdy Doody. Oh, my God. He was like some horrible Western puppet. He's basically like a a, a kind of a, a puppet, like a ventriloquist doll. And the whole vibe is like Western. And frontier theme,
1: so, so, so western, Punch and Judy.
0: <laughs> Basically, yeah. I wish I'd never googled that terrible, terrible stuff. Sorry to any American listeners that might have grown up with with Howdy Doody. Um, Sorry what... for
1: every English listener that's now rushing off to, to yeah. Google.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't rush. Um, <laughs> what three traits does Fraser claim that the human cranes and the actual crane have in common? Oh, this is excellent. I'd have got this. That is a,
1: that is a hell of a question. God damn. He he states they do they both holiday in Mexico
0: they winter in Mexico so that's fine winter in Mexico they I just love it when Americans use like seasons as a verb I yeah, summer I, I li- summer in Paris I
1: never summer in Europe <laughs> Um yeah so he winters in Mexico is it a cry of the crane, something like that? When Marty a, a, Young... a
0: majestic cry. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, why does everything come in threes? What can I never guess a third I thing? Know. <laughs> no, go on.
0: It is his tall slash distinct profile. Um, oh, that is very Frasier, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, my tour profile. Um, which is the first the first thing he opens with, I think, when he's at Mercer Island. Brilliant
1: brilliant question
0: though, MK. Really, really tough stuff. Um, what does BB predict will be Frasier's future job if he sticks with Ben before the meeting with the hammer? And this is incredibly pertinent to things we've already discussed.
1: Oh, I don't know what the it's something to do with Puget sound, isn't it? And I can't think of think think about
0: think about maritime imagery that we've already discussed.
1: Is he not? He's not the lighthouse owner on Puget Sound, or something.
0: (laughs) It is doing fog reports from a lighthouse in Puget Sound. (laughs) So good. So, so good. Um Lovely question. It'll be, the next
1: day. It'll be in the Lighthouse, Volume 2.
0: A <laughs> <laughs> um, couple of questions now from Run For Your Life and Little Bobby Briscoe. Little Bobby Briscoe asks, what is the name of the scout that got stung by a bee? This is a good one. Oh, God. I've never in a million years have got this, but I, I like the question all the same. Is it Paul? Paul, something like that? It's Noah. So, two, Got me. two I, four, I four letters in it. <laughs> four letters, both biblical. So, you know, worth a guess. Um, Marty mentioned, so this is a trivia from Run for Your Life now. And the last one of today is Trivia Corner. Marty mentions two moments that could happen in a restaurant that kept Duke and Marty in suspense during my dinner with Andre. What were they?
1: Oh, it's. Um... <clears throat> oh, God, is it, is it will they tip or won't they?
0: Will they leave a good tip?
1: And is it, Will They Order Dessert? Will They Order Dessert? So,
0: pub, You've done really well there this week, Steve, so take a bow. That wasn't awesome. easy. Take a I bow. Did only watch the, I
1: watched the episode recently, so obviously because of this. So,
0: Well, well, I watched mine. I watched it last night, and I'm still not coming out covered in glory. Um, Some excellent <laughs> questions there, so thank you all. I know you've been waiting a long time to hear those particular questions read out, so uh, really, really appreciate it. Uh, shall we get into the review? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Exit Animation watch. What was it this week, please?
1: Oh, Do you watch on all four? I do. For listeners, that is not do you watch on all fours. That was this <laughs> channel and it streams. I do. And uh, it's called all four. Um, because it cuts off quite a lot of the early opening sequence. But I did catch just about towards the end, a little helicopter. Rising it is a helicopter. I
0: don't, I, I, my all four doesn't seem to cut off the intro.
1: Sometimes it just lags by a couple of seconds, just so it gets with uh, that oh, hideous, crappy advert at the I start. Know, I hate that. I get a black screen and then just about get the skyline and Fraser. I just saw this helicopter come out, so just about caught that. So uh, so
0: annoying, isn't it? But yeah, but yeah, helicopter. Classic. Classic. It's one of Love my favorites. This.
1: Actually, I do, I do quite like a helicopter coming out. So.
0: Yeah, it's nice and simplistic. I like the fact that it's like white and minimal. It's not like the balloons, some kind of garish Goal, graphic
1: the balloons every time. We hate
0: the balloons. <laughs> <laughs> BB's back she's back in Novosa. um the pun Rosemary's Baby" is excellent and you already Absolutely have fantastic kind of bought that to the podcast. Uh, have you seen Rosemary Rosemary's Baby the horror film
1: Do you know what I think I have so long ago?
0: I'm a big fan which is, it's, it's it, dreadful yeah it's uh, it's a it's a contentious one discussing those films because Roman Polanski pretty in my opinion and the opinion of a lot of people considering he is currently living in exile. A pretty reprehensible human being um however mm. as horror films go they're very influential they're very good um and you know i'm, I'm happy to go on the record and say that i think rosemary's baby is a, is a great horror film um so yeah but i know Corey will probably have some thoughts to, to that end so please do get in touch definitely um, great line now about Frasier about BB here. Uh, her ethics would have raised eyebrows in the court of Caligula. <laughs> <laughs> just Caligula is like a Calci primed word. So we can go Caligula yeah. like that is just, it's perfect, isn't it?
1: I was actually, um, I was watching Red Dwarf recently, which uh, happy birthday to Red Dwarf. It's been on the air 35 years now, although it's had massive gaps between seasons and, um, and I was actually watching an episode where they, they don't really go back to Earth, but they go to a wax world. And Caligula is one of the wax droids that's made for entertainment and when they get to this world. Well, they, they sort of they get there and they think they've landed in the middle of the Third Reich. because Hitler's there and Goebbels is there and God knows who else is there. And they think all well, these evil people, and then they walk outside and find Caligula's out there. And I think Caligula has them in a prison cell at one point with Abe Lincoln. And um I think he says that did did Caligula sleep with his sister and murder his brother or something like I that. I think
0: there's a lot of incestuous stuff going on.
1: Yeah, so that that was the one thing that stood out. As soon as he said it, he took me straight back. Trying to watch that episode a couple of days ago, I thought, God, this this guy is just getting about in sitcoms <laughs> in the nineties, and and why? Why was he suddenly brought up so? much?
0: I know. How and odd.
1: Again, I. I I have decided not to Google him because I don't want to find out any more than what I've been told.
0: <laughs> <laughs> might be that might be good advice. Um, now, Roz mentioned she's been doing uh, some voiceovers. BB's been getting us some money for voiceovers. Strikes yeah. me that Roz should certainly have been doing this earlier. She's probably got one, if not other than Frasier, probably one of the best voices for voiceovers in the show.
1: Well, the the cool thing about that is, actually, I think I don't know if it was a bit of a nod towards the fact that Perry Gilpin at the time was doing um, sort of animated series and stuff. She's done Ah. voices for quite a few shows and I think a couple of films at some point. So um, is she in Daria? Is it Daria?
0: um,
1: I know Bulldog's in Hay Arnold at one point, but I'm pretty sure she did a voice in Daria. I could be wrong. Interesting. Um, Yeah, there's a few things that Perry Gilpin has done. I did wonder if that was a nod to her doing some voice work at the time, whether Mm. that was why they'd mentioned it. But, yeah. She definitely has got a great voice for radio. Why she's a producer at the time, you don't really you know, think too much about it. But um, yeah, I could listen to Perry read the, uh, read the phone book, as they say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dr. Clint Webber is mentioned now. Dr. Clint Webber, who doesn't appear as a new character in for about i don't know six episodes or so time I, uh, the perfect guy with, with,
1: what what season are we on we're on season five i've got he arrives at season five episode 17 which i'll make about five episodes time
0: for that me. is so, yeah. correct so how do we square this circle well i'm assuming it was filmed in... <laughs> after the perfect yeah. guy and has somehow fallen behind it in the roster
1: We discussed at some point, didn't we? And I think you've discussed this with Keith. There was a couple of episodes where Roz Roz drinks. Voyage of the Damned, she drinks. That's the one we did. And then Halloween, obviously, you've already found out she's pregnant. Then Voyage of the Damned happened. So obviously that was supposed to be pre-Halloween, which is then not. This one, they quite heavily mentioned that Roz is pregnant because they keep getting her muffins and she can't have coffee. Not even decaf, they just keep getting her glasses of water and muffins every time she's in nervosa because she's pregnant.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: muffins are obviously so,
0: so nutritious nutritious pregnant women. Yeah, yeah, I
1: mean, pregnant women just live on muffins, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the Clint Webber thing, it, it's, I, I can only presume this was supposed to then air after The Perfect Guy. Mm. Um, and I don't believe in The Perfect Guy is uh, Ros pregnant.
0: Oh my we, goodness me!
1: We... Because I don't remember her. She is in it because she's all over him. As soon as she's introduced, she's all oh, look at him and all this. Well, she's pregnant.
0: Oh, that's a really good point. I think Ross's pregnancy's a real sticking point in this season. Yeah. Um. We'll have to look at. So out I for get that. the
1: feeling, yeah, in five episodes' time, be it with me or be it, be it with Keith. Stop saying be it. Um. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna find out if Ros's pregnancy is mentioned at all when uh, Clint Webber ends and that, really? that will solve this mystery unless Corey has written to us and in the future in about an hour's time we will find out whether Corey's
0: mentioned this, I think he, he probably, probably has. has he is a <laughs> this lovely... is the sort of thing that he
1: yeah sort of thing he's going to mention
0: definitely he is as lovely as a chicken beak so he probably will (laughs) he probably will have sorted something um we get my dinner with andre mentioned now we've already kind of touched on this wasn't wasn't your cup of tea or cup of coffee my coffee with ours um interesting film regardless you know if people haven't seen it it's kind of like a a, not quite but it's almost like a bottle film takes place in, in a restaurant conversation between wallace sean and andre can't remember his surname. Kind of fictionalized versions of themselves. Kind of pontificating on the state of modern life and kind of how New York and urban ex- urban living is a bit like a prison. And it kind of talks about capitalism and interesting. Um, a little a little dated now. Um, and a little hackneyed in some of its kind of politics, but it is interesting and did inspire one of the best episodes of Frasier, My Coffee with Niles. Um, you know, for money. Probably the best, or certainly, up there. yeah. I mean, um, the writers obviously cared episode, a lot about but... that film, yeah.
1: That, that's what I think. I mean, that the writers obviously felt very strongly about that. I mean, My Coffee Was Niles wasn't written by the same writer, I believe. This zoo story was actually written by Joe Keenan, which mm. is this is very un Joe Keenan like. This, yeah, this episode is. is not his style at all, it's quite weak, um, yeah. I mean he probably had a team of writers maybe he was the lead writer on this and maybe someone else came up with the idea and he's just put the jokes in because so I think some of the jokes are very, very good some of the lines and the deliveries are very, very keen And um but the lack of farce and the lack of mix-up and the lack of, dare I even say it, gay presence you know, that's what Joe Keenan's jokes are normally brought in, aren't they? There's always the mix-ups of sexuality and, and mm, sort of that, the farce That kind of canvas
0: so, as an art yeah, form,
1: Yeah, so I find th- this episode is very unlike him
0: um but yeah yeah interesting one (laughs) no no that's fine i I thought you were gonna carry on there um no No, i could have rambled for a lot longer (laughs) um ben enters now love his argyle sweater vest um that that he has on underneath his blazer very strong look perhaps 2023 could be the year we bring the argyle vest back Um, who could say you know i look at this with envy i wish i could pull it off but uh yeah big big style icon is that ben um now uh daphne mentions a couple of north american birds um she mentions a loon um really kind of loons are really uh, iconic is not the word for me but they're very much kind of in my cultural understanding and memory of america because i feel like every stephen king book mentions loons um, hmm. You know, and I love Stephen King. There's always a loon calling at some, uh, you know, in the night. I don't know if you've heard a loon call on on YouTube or anything. They have a very ha- they have a very haunting call. Um, and often when you read, especially online, like on Reddit threads, people that have been camping out in the American wilderness, um, the, the the cry or the sound of a loon is is quite a haunting sound to hear at night. Um, and there's a great episode of This American Life the podcast called The House on Loon Lake, which is kind of like a real life Hardy Boys mystery that yeah. ends up not going in a in a kind of creepy direction like you think it will, but it's kind of built on that, on that thing. So yeah, all of that from from Daphne mentioning loons. But um I don't know. It's just a weird one. It really sticks in my head. and I really recommend going and, and listening to what a loon call sounds like because they're really a- Americans. Listening will be like, what you know? It's it's just a normal noise. What you want about? Yeah, but... why, why
1: are you surprised by this? Yeah. It's just like it's just like
0: it's like them telling us to go listen to a pigeon. Um. But <laughs> it, 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 to me, at least, they're they're quite they're quite unique in in terms of their the kind of North Americanness. Um. We're introduced now to Toffee McIntosh. What are you? What do you make of Toffee McIntosh? Or at least the name. Toffee Macintosh is what we're
1: introduced to. It sounds ridiculous, and I actually thought, this is a bit strange, typed in Toffee Macintosh on Google because I'm that kind of person, and it actually came up with Macintosh's Toffee, a manufacturer of toffee. Oh. So... Are you a Toffee fan? I don't know if Joe Keenan's a fan of Macintosh's Toffee or uh, (laughs) the Frasier writers were eating it at the time. I went, you know what? Toffee Macintosh sounds like a newsreader. Let's use that name. (laughs) Um... It reminds me of Scream with uh, Courtney Cox's character, the uh, news reporter being called Gail Weathers.
0: Oh, nice. Nice. (laughs) Is that what Courtney Cox's character's called? Yeah, in Scream, she's called Gail Weather. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's superb. (laughs) Um,
1: But yeah, so yeah, I I thought it was quite a fun little name. and, And just the way that she can be really, really sad about a murder or a death and then just perk right back
0: up again. yeah just perk right back up <laughs> um fantastic fantastic there's a great on on that kind of transition that news reporters have to do between tragic and and light-hearted stories and we just kind of take it at face value there's a fantastic clip from there's a BBC culture show for those who are unaware called the one show that's on BBC1 at 7 p.m. every night it's a bit of a variety show it's a it's it's the butt of a couple of jokes really i I don't i don't know anyone that watches it but yet it's on every night at seven um and they get Ma- <laughs> they get Mal Brooks on w- on one episode, and they they're kind of talking about this kind of really tragic thing. And then they just go over to some about a story about an old woman's kind of long-lost family. And he goes, We now return to the story about Patricia and her long lost family. And all you hear is Mal Brooks in the background go, What a crazy show this is. And uh <laughs> and it's like this is nuts, this is nuts. And it just starts freaking out about how how just seemingly random the one show is. Um with- <laughs> we've got 10 minutes left of the zoom by the way steve and listeners we're kind of racing against the zoom clock here um but just phenomenal that, that they get mal brooks on and he just lampoons that kind of variety show thing um so it just yeah please go and watch that clip it's it's like 20 <laughs> seconds long um what does bb now say about mormons steve because ben is from salt lake city
1: well, that she instantly goes. Well, if you is it if you need a job doing right, better get get a Mormon. There's, there's yeah, a the word, you can't Mormon. go
0: wrong with a Mormon. <laughs>
1: it's it's almost like Kelsey's delivered it via BB's mouth Just a Mormon comes out, <laughs> which is absolutely superb. It is superb. Um, she's brilliant. I mean, I love BB anyway, but some of the deliveries in this one is just absolutely fantastic
0: yes yeah, so so good um we we transition now to um or we might actually be on mercer island i think when she says that i think it's just before the they give the talk um now i can't quite remember the intonation of this line or when fraser says it i think he's about to give the talk and he says I want to introduce a relative of mine. And then yeah. um, there's just complete silence. And it kind of cuts to Roz. And she just looks disgusted at, th- at this pun. Um, Just really, really superb from Kelsey here. Really good.
1: It's, it's typically, it's almost like Fraser Crane Day all over again, isn't it? When he's written <laughs> those jokes for Martin and Martin <laughs> just stands there. And you just feel like going, mmm, barmo, every bam-o. time he opens his mouth. But yeah, awesome. what what an appalling line to start a speech with. <laughs> so so funny.
0: Um we get some other killer lines. He winters in Mexico, as I say. Love it when when they just use a season as a verb. Um Fraser Crane, I've got no Fraser Crane, bird of prey. Is that um <laughs> who says that? Is that Toffee McIntosh? or someone so, someone but... says Fraser Crane, bird of prey. Um I can't I can't I can't even remember where I've got that line from. I'm gonna to have to look it up. Um where are we? Caesar the zoo story. So who Birds of prey. <laughs> to- Toffy says it. She says, as a distinguished senior citizen, was savagely attacked by Fraser Crane. Bird of prey. <laughs> so this is where they're back at the, uh, at the at 1901, and they're listening to her. Oh, this is the, yeah, this is the
1: news. Yeah, um, the story of Doctor Moreau, isn't it?
0: That's it. That's it. Which I studied yeah. incidentally at university and didn't really think much of. Um, okay. <laughs> Don't think I'm a HG Wells kind of guy, I have to say. Um, (laughs) I have, on the note of Toffee here, I have said that Daphne's obsession with Toffee, not the best use of her skills, because that's practically all she has in this episode to hang on to.
1: Yeah, this this is not a Daphne episode, is it? It's it's got a bit of Niles in it, but... for once, I feel like Daphne swapped with Roz. Rather than them giving <laughs> Roz Roz this pithy dialogue, they've given mm. it straight to Daphne, and and she just literally just keeps latching. Toffee, oh, wasn't she lovely? You're like, yeah. Daphne. Really, just think of another line, or just but yeah, <laughs> out, just come on. be somewhere else,
0: <laughs> be someone else, be somewhere else. <laughs> um... Now, Niles has returned from his weekly conjugal visit with with Maris. um, Just just the delivery of that. Martin's kind of like, oh, jeez. And he's got a disgusted look. It's just there's something about the phrase conjugal, which is just absolutely hilarious. Um, Okay, approximately how much passion can sustain Maris for X amount of time?
1: Well, she's, what is it? She's a sexual camel or something, isn't she? Can't, <laughs> yeah. she, go mu- can't she go months without going, going anywhere near it? Well, I've got something written down, something to do with that. I don't know if I've still got it. I haven't got it. Um, so
0: it is. One hour of passion can sustain her for months, Um yeah. <laughs> which is just absolutely superb, especially with the contrast with Nars in this episode, who is, as they say, a rather horny beast.
1: Um... <laughs> no, he just gets have... worse, doesn't he? he <laughs> yeah, just gets worse and worse in this episode.
0: She's pushing his libido to breaking point, I believe. Is is one of the lines, or strained my libido to its limits. Um, ben is back, and he says to Fraser, "When life gives you lemons, make lemonade." Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Is his solution to get the bird on the couch?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, the mini, the mini couch which he makes in his uh, his attic, along with his making <laughs> the toys, which brings Martin to say, "It's quite something, isn't he?" Agent Samaritan,
0: elf, elf. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, credit where credit's due. That's a superb fainting couch that he's knocked up there in his attic. Um, you know, a therapist's couch. I mean, it is fantastic. You, you it could is you really could well you could put made. that anywhere. You could put that on a mantelpiece, on a desk. It probably wouldn't have much <laughs> use there, but. You know, if someone made that for me, I'd be pretty. I'd be pretty pleased. Um,
1: so. Well, I'm not trying to skip to the end for the actual the ending sequence with Daphne with her glasses on and Moose laying on that bed. He looks so adorable, so just lying there on the bed. So good. and uh, her mocking obviously dog psychiatry at this point. <laughs>
0: So when I was thinking Death and the Dog, you know, another alternative yeah. episode title. Could have been Eddie on the Couch, because we have Kenny on the Couch. Um, yeah. But, you know, just just a little something I've thrown out there. I think I've put that on one of my final bullet points. Um, where are where are we? Oh, yeah, so he says now, I walked out of that Mamet play, and I can walk out on you. That's a very Joe Keenan line. So he's referencing David Mamet, um, the playwright. I can't remember if we've talked about this before. There's a film called Glengarry Glen Ross, I've, de- I've definitely no, mentioned I've... it. I've mentioned it on the podcast, but it might have been to Key. Have I mentioned it to you?
1: I don't believe so, but I'm so... sure one listener will point it out. MK, let me know. Did I know about it? it <laughs> <was key. laughs>
0: so it, it, it was a play, but then they made a film adaptation with Al Pacino, Jack Lemon, Kevin Spacey, Alec Baldwin. Um, it's about kind of like rival real estate agents, but it's kind of like the whole film is basically set at night. There's lots of like neon and rain and... It's just, like, you know, whip-smart dialogue, fantastic. Um, loads of profanity. Um, loads of profanity in the in the original script, and there's loads of profanity in the film. It's got, like, some kind of record, I think, for uses of the F word or whatever. Um, not, like, a, a complete <laughs> record, um, but, yeah, phenomenal. Phenomenal. So that's definitely a Joe Keenan line, showing their kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Their literary literary knowledge. Um, Niles makes an excellent Gregory Peck. Yeah. Um, Punhead. Yeah, I did
1: have to write that down. Name a bird after somebody else? Gregory Peck, maybe.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. Can you remember how is he similar? How is Frasier the Crane similar to, to Fraser Crane the psychiatrist?
1: Oh, uh hold on a second. That one I did have to write down. Um it was the it was the, it wasn't Niles' joke, was it? It was listening on the radio and they're asking for the competition for the best joke. Hold on, hold on. Let me tell let me think if I can remember it. it was, <laughs> how can you tell if Fraser the Crane is a psychiatrist? He ignores you and then sticks you with a large bill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is superb. super. In the way sort of
1: Niles claps his hands together and does a little dance afterwards, like yeah. he's so proud that he's remembered this brilliant joke. It's almost like when he used to highlight things about um Frasier in Is it um I hate Fraser Crane, the one with Derek Mann. Yes. And he says, Oh look. And, and thank you, Niles, for highlighting it. For, for highlighting me. it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so good. Um, right. Okay. So we have about two minutes left of this Zoom, Steve and listeners. I'm going to keep them in in the loop. Um, so I am going to stop this recording, get our recording, and then I'm going to invite you right back in, and we'll pick up where we left off. Okay. Uh, and we're back. <laughs> um, who do we have next on line one? It's my next bullet point, <laughs> um, which is that Clint Weber gets mentioned again. Um, they really weren't... This isn't a bit of a faux pas, one-liner dialogue. He really is in this episode, in the background, in the yeah. lore. And there he is, plain as day. I'm
1: Probably. pretty sure this time when he's mentioned to to, to, to Ros, and uh, Bebe's talking about the baby in the boat, isn't it? And She's saying, would I have to make the sounds or something like that? And he goes, oh, no, <laughs> darling, I'll do that for you. Yeah, um, I think I'm pretty sure she even says... You could be on Dr. Weber's medical minute or something like that, and you think, they're naming the show as well. This is yeah. this has happened. It's, yeah, this is uh
0: it's an I, odd I presume
1: one. 30, 30 years later they never thought us geeks would be sitting there analyzing the shit out of this. No, they're doing. <laughs> and looky here, it's not even nine thirty. <laughs> if they could hire a
0: team to kill us and stop us from doing it, I'm sure they would. <laughs> Um, so we learn about the hammer now the hammer has killed Uh, (laughs) it's fair to say she knows where the bodies are buried Baby, this is and that's not just a figure of speech so the hammer has killed will possibly kill again Um, we we hope not Um, and we have the most exciting moment of this episode and why this episode is in the Frasier lore for me in terms of like amazing little easter eggs what am I about to say Steve No, this is the only episode we see the cafe nervosa bathroom oh of course yes which i think is just an awesome touch and i always think about it when i think about this episode when we were thinking about this weeks ago i was like oh my god looking forward to doing the zoo story because it's the only episode we see the nervosa bathroom it's clearly been thrown together pretty hastily but pretty funny interaction in there between bb and and the frage
1: well, it does bring me to one of my favourite lines of the entire episode, which is, BB, this is the gentleman's bathroom. And she says, yes, but if I paid attention to signs with little pictures on them, I'd never get a parking space, darling. <laughs> That's super <laughs> And it, kills, it? Me, kills me every time that she's got no morals at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a good question. Do we presume there is off-road parking outside Navosa?
1: Well, there is that little Al Fresco, Mrs. Fresco joke in uh, my popular mm. name, but there's seating at the front, isn't there? There is seating. I think does that's say just street-facing. Office... Mm. Well, he says his office is across the... Does he say across the courtyard? Or does he say across the road?
0: Probably across the street.
1: Yeah, um, I mean...
0: I don't know. So, don't If know, we're I imagining just, it's I, a I... busy urban block, then it's probably not got parking, but I don't know.
1: But Novosa looks like it's only one or two stories. I don't know why I've thought that. Um, It doesn't look like it's part of a tall block of, you know, yeah. like a high rise. I whereas I expect KACL to be a tower. Do you know what I mean? Uh, more than one level. So- yeah,
0: but well, it definitely it definitely has more than one level. Um, Yeah, so an interesting one. Probably something for for Corey to 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 get to to get to grips <laughs> on. We asked him to do about ten things an episode. We don't ever He's expect you. Good. To actually do this Corey, you just do it because you're a I, wonderful man
1: i actually do expect him because he loves these challenges and he comes back with the best answers. so he uh, does, i he do does. expect it mk
0: we are we are lucky <laughs> we are lucky to have him in the hamster um incredible physical acting in the bathroom when when bb's kind of jumping on fraser he's like get off me and like you know <laughs> just kind of the classic kind of fraser lines <laughs> <laughs> um some really really good stuff. Um I I want to go on the record and I think Ben is a pretty great one-time character. Um I could see some people hating him. I quite like him.
1: I must admit I do like the I don't know we've gone to this point or we are about to. When he reveals, when he takes his long trench coat off and reveals his <laughs> Scouts or uh, Boy Scouts outfit underneath. So good. I do wonder how they didn't notice because when he puts his coat back on to leave later, you can clearly see he's only wearing socks and shorts below.
0: Mm. So
1: when he walks in that trench coat, what did they think he was wearing where well, you can just see boy scout socks and shoes it's that's a really that coat.
0: really good question did they think it was maybe you know him on the shoulders of a child or they the trench coat or <laughs> you know the classic gag <laughs> um it's an odd one um i hadn't noticed i do think that i think
1: that reveal is brilliant because he sort of walks away puts his coat down just turns around and goes right should we talk about the hammer then and they're like
0: To um, yeah, to to Ben's credit, he takes it on the chin, he realizes Frazier wants to go back to BB. Um, that does hurt me a little bit because Frazier is moral, he is very ethical. Um, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, his relationship to BB is one of the least believable parts about his character. Um, and BB's fantastic, and I'm glad she's in 11 episodes, but it is incredibly unbelievable that he's with her. and very believable that Roz is, and I like the interplay between the two there. And yeah. I think Fraser having someone like Ben around all the time um, to play off. Oh, it's 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 contract renewal time again. So let's have an episode with BB's uh, Roz's agent BB and Fraser's agent, good guy, and and kind of mm. have some high jinks between them. Um, but I don't know. I wonder what what listeners think about that. And 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 yourself.
1: Well, I mean, I really, like you say, I really enjoyed Ben as a as a as an additional cast member, even just for one episode. But did he need to be in more? Like you say, would it have been fun to have him around? It's a bit like Tom Duran's only in two episodes, one major one, obviously the matchmaker, and there's another one a couple of episodes later before he leaves. And some of these people that you see come in for one episode, you think, oh, could we have had a story arc that went for three or four, just even five minutes an episode or something like that? Yeah. Not necessarily negotiating terms and contracts, etc., but just like you say, having a bit of a war between him and BB. I mean we we have junior agent obviously yeah. in the future with Porsche, don't we? That bb has got an understudy for a little bit. Spoiler alert, sorry I should have said that. Yeah. Um, when obviously she comes into it. So yeah, maybe maybe an episode literally of the battle of Phoebe and Ben, which sounds like I'm going to go into a child's a child's <laughs> book there, Bebe and Ben.
0: The Battle of BB and Ben. <laughs> I mean, Ooh, that's they a...
1: fight over. They fight over radio
0: hosts. <laughs> that's, a, that's an episode title right there. The the Battle of BB and Ben. That's a lot of B words. Here's another one you missed. <laughs> it's a bloody um...
1: big biscuit bloke your blade. It's
0: <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Oh, um, is this episode in your top 10, Stephen? You won't be shocked to find it's not. not in mine either, but a question, nevertheless, I must ask. We are contractually obliged to ask.
1: I think it's a very mid-table episode. There's some hilarious lines. Um, One of the other ones I wrote down, I really like... uh, Where is it? Somewhere on my notes. Oh, I can't even Oh no, birds of paradise. Oh, that's a that's her way of showing floral irony, I presume. <laughs> I thought that was quite
0: clever. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and you know, uh, you've got my number, haven't you? Still six six six, is it?
0: <laughs> so good, so good. Um, um,
1: but yeah, that, I mean, I I did actually make a note that uh, saying about the six 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 in the Devil and Doctor Phil again. Spoiler alert: that's coming up in in quite in the future. Uh, BB's hotel room number is six six six.
0: That's nice. That's so really another nice. little
1: gag. I don't Obviously, that's not a callback necessary to this, but obviously, the joke's constantly that she is the devil, and you know, things things like that. Quite often they so say, "Is it?" Um, I can't remember what's the line he says about the devil. What do you mean, the devil? He, he's scared of her or two, or something like that. It's something about BB being afraid of the devil or something. Oh
0: yeah. Oh,
1: I can't, I can't think, think of what it, it is. But yeah,
0: Brain's on. gone dead spot on.
1: but yeah i mean the the way like you say and and obviously then making ben out to be super samaritan you <laughs> know can't do anything wrong he is the nicest guy ever yeah. so what what a way to show through this episode exactly how evil uh bb actually is
0: yeah absolutely absolutely um it's not in my top 10 either um i can't see it faring that well when we do the rankings at the end of the season but you know, we've had fun with it, and that's all we can ask for. And yeah. it's it's worth the price of admission alone just to see Nervosa's bathroom. Which, but for me, <laughs> and, you know, and for yourself as as completeness and nerds for this show, that sort of detail is very titillating. Um
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, disappointed. I couldn't see any uh, any red lines or crossing out of the graffiti in there that Niles had corrected <laughs> the grammatical errors of the graffiti on the toilet walls or the the greasy go...
0: soap. <laughs> um oh thank (laughs) god i've
1: been been waiting
0: for
1: you was it and what did he look like that guy yeah i can
0: see (laughs) um who've you got my actor pick this week steve
1: am i allowed to pick bb i believe so she's in 11 episodes You absolutely are i think to be quite honest i think in the 11 episodes bb actually appears and i think she probably almost steals the show in every single one harriet Mm -hmm. harris is hilarious Mm. Um, every line she delivers is just maniacal, isn't it? It's just absolutely, <laughs> just flaws you the way she can do that. Um, you know, even when we've seen with the wink and stuff wink. like that, it's just. I think she's brilliant. I think she's absolutely so well cast for that part. Mm. You know, so yes, Harriet Harris for me this week.
0: Beautiful, and I don't think you will be alone there. I've gone with frage um, just because I think he's got some phenomenal lines, particularly, you know, a relative of mine and things like that. <laughs> um, just um, he's just he's just an oaf. He's just a lovable, lovable oath in this episode. Um, so I've gone with the Frage Meister there. Uh Kennedy Burling, what animal would they name after Kennedy at Mercer Island Zoo? do you think, Steve? He's been invited to Mercer Bye, Island. Please. They've got the whole menagerie to choose from. Which animal?
1: Surely it's gotta be the baboon, Kennedy Baboon. Kennedy Baboon.
0: <laughs> very curious, very curious. I'm 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 seeing him as a as a giraffe. I can't explain why. Um I think I think he's wise like a giraffe may be. He's got quite a tall stature. Um, you know, he's quite a he's quite an imposing man. Um, okay, my brother is FaceTiming me. I don't know why. Um, so that's what I'm gonna go with. Listeners, if Kennedy was in was about to inaugurate a zoo in your local area, which animal would you like to be named after him? Let us know. Uh, whose crane is it anyway? That's all that remains to play before we jump over to the listener mail. Who says punchline? Who uses the two words punchline in this episode?
1: It's going to have to be an absolute stab in the dark guess. I'm going to go with because I think Martin's got some really great lines in this. So I think it's going to be Martin. I couldn't even tell the context. I have no idea why. <laughs> it is. It is the.
0: It is the hardest, you know, round of trivia that we do. Um. It is Beebe when she says. You want to see a carcass? Look in the mirror. Look what you've left that man do to you. Your face is riddled with bird bites. Your name's a punchline, and your career is five minutes from over. And he's only been your agent for three days. <laughs> um, so really, really superb. But that is that is the who's Christ anyway. So, show a list to listener mail, Steve. Yeah, ping
1: me the link. Ping Will the link. do. Roz, who's our next caller?
0: So, Listener Mail this week. It is lovely to hear from many of you who wrote these. I see, nearly a month ago, sometimes longer than that. Uh, the Chameleon Song says, Great to hear you guys on Christmas Eve. I love the pub chat in this episode. My favourite pub in is Cask in Pimlico, London. It's a beautiful balance between the Old Man Ale pub Key describes with a slightly more modern twist to it. Just good vibes and good beer. It helps that I lived down the road from it around 10 to 15 years ago and spent a lot of great times there. My friends and I still gather there as our meeting point. Looking forward to the We're Listening pub crawl at some point. Merry Christmas and look forward to hearing you in 2023. My goodness me. Is that how long ago it's been? Am I on the wrong one?
1: No, this is the right one. I was, that I is was just right scrolling one.
0: down. Is that how long yeah, ago you... it's been since an episode? Surely not. We've put no, one you've, out.
1: You've done, episode, you've done another episode since, but obviously you run a week behind, don't you? Sir? Yeah, so, a... this, so this is the last <laughs> <laughs> listener mail.
0: Goodness me, but thank you, Chameleon Song. I hope you had a lovely Christmas.
1: <laughs> yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas, all. It's nearly March.
0: Merry Christmas.
1: <laughs> um, next up, we have Mischief Night. Key, what a lovely rendition of Over There. I've almost seen in a Bond film, Solidarity Brother. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, my cat did get into Pawbury Academy, but my wife and I had to run a fresh can of chopped, grilled feast over to the headmaster's house to help with his party. (laughs) (laughs) Sadly, we won't be able to collect our cat from school. We have to dispatch an appropriate envoy with a cat carrier container.
0: Excellent.
1: (laughs) Um, Trivia and fun bits for the zoo story. Right, let's see what Corey's come up with. We learn about the new station owner, who at the best can find is never named, which is a very good point. We didn't bring that up. Though I admit limited, the best of my research can show that it is the last named owner is Big Willy, and we won't get another named one owner till the end of this season with Joe Martin, Jose Martinez. Mm. Very, very good points to be made. Ah, uh, here we go. We hear of the Dr. Clint Webber show, mm. <laughs> who will be the titular perfect guy in five episodes. But in that episode, he will say he was just hired whereas Bibi is planning a whole series for Roz and her pregnancy, which suggests he's been at there for a while. I wonder if these episodes were rearranged when originally aired. Great oh, minds, well. great minds. Yeah, we're on there. Fraser muses that Bibi's phone number is 666, which ironically and predictably we will see her room number in The Devil and Dr. Phil.
0: Nice. Great minds
1: again, Corey. Back in Season 4, Episode 23, Niles told us about his couple's therapist was Dr. Deutsch. And we now add Dr. Preston and Dr. He spelt it with only. No, he has spelt it pretty similar to me. Dr. Willform, Will, Willfam,
0: Willform to
1: the lists before Dr. Mm. Shankman arrives. Uh, Happy accident or masterful foreshadowing, world building, and showing the lengths BB will go to. BB casually mentions Bobo. Who's the chimp at the first zoo scene? In season seven, episode 19, Morning Becomes Entertainment, when Fraser and Beebe host the morning show, it's Bibi who arranges for the special guest, Bobo the cooking chimp. <laughs> Perhaps the fledgling Mercer Island Zoo had to close after the events of this episode, and Bobo picked up an agent, and made him a star.
0: A star! Fantastic! <laughs> that is the kind of thing that that Corey picks up. Also, that episode is responsible for one of my favorite lines, which is, "He didn't even preheat the pan." The beast. <laughs> the way the way he says the beast is absolutely. I love it every time. It's just fantastic. Um, Cam Winston says welcome to 2023 lads whether our journey this year lasts the full year or just this comment I can't tell you how excited <laughs> I am to take this first step and don't worry I'm not going anywhere um, about the Zeus story, he writes, Firstly, does anyone else find it odd the huge size of the Band-Aid on Fraser's forehead? Seems excessive, but it is Fraser after all. Question for you two. If you were Niles, would you fire a marriage counsellor just to continue weekly commingling with your beloved Maris? And on that, how can it be weekly if one hour of passion can sustain Maris for months? What does Niles do in the meantime? Well, judging from his behaviour in Nervosa... Get extremely erratic and proposition waitresses is, is is what he does in the meantime.
1: Yeah, um, w- would you mind nibbling on this provocatively? <laughs>
0: honestly, what a fantastic line that is. Um, but yeah, Niles is obviously don't fire the marriage counselor. That is vital for the the longevity of your relationship here. But uh, you know, Niles got to have it. Um, fun fact on <laughs> Heather Lee, who plays Toffee. She has featured in 22 total sitcoms over the years, but only in one episode in each sitcom. Seems her strength may lie in guest appearances. Notable sitcoms other than Frasier, Modern Family, JAG, J A G, uh, Numbers, and according to Jim, so she's she's been in a couple of couple of shows. It seems. Uh, anyway, as always, up the villa. Lovely stuff.
1: How are Villa doing? Just out career. Uh, world.
0: not terribly. Um, <laughs> not terrible. Pretty, pretty middle of the road right now. Pretty slap bang in the middle of the road. So that's I'll a t- safe place to be, though, isn't I'll, it? I will safe take place. it. I'll take it. <laughs>
1: um, right. We have Mahi Paul. Mahi Paul. I'm. I'm really sorry. They're a new person. I can. You know, maybe they'll write in and tell me how to pronounce that. Um, I'm new to the pod and want to say that it's a ton of fun to listen to. I'm listening all the way in Tokyo and have gotten quite the look chuckling to myself on the subway. Wow, uh, Will, you've made it all the way to Tokyo. That is awesome. So if you have a yen for Chinese tonight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, there there it is. Um, Sorry to
1: make that joke, but I had to. (laughs) Well, I'm a
0: huge fan of the musician Tom Waits, who has a song, Big in Japan. Could we, the podcast, be big in Japan? It seems we might just be, so thank you for that. Uh, our final comment this week, he's a goth now. Uh, just got on Reddit for this thread. I discovered <laughs> the podcast in August and now caught up. I just wanted to thank you guys and looking forward to contributing, perhaps joining a live episode, etc. By the way, I tried to get the username Pretentious Fop and it was taken. I tipped my hat to whomever has it because I assume it's a Frasier file absolutely excellent superb so nice to hear from so many of you including a few first time callers uh next week well i say next week next time we put an episode out <laughs> hopefully next week um it will be the maris councillor shankman um and some some funny high drinks that that ensues there so looking forward to that one and it's only a couple of episodes until the ski lodge which i think will be a popular one with a lot of listeners um certainly so a, this huge is thank is a good you.
1: run of episodes coming. yeah
0: up. it is it's a really good run um a huge like you steve for you stepping in as always co-host at large um an amazing amazing episode to, to have you on for just because it's you know there's some funny moments here and it's just lovely to lovely to have you on um thank you to everyone who wrote in and all the trivia and we will see you next time so other than that i've been will and i've been steve and thank you very much for listening to we're listening Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Oh, my And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you fags. Ha, 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 ha
1: But I don't know what to do with those Tossed salads and scrambled eggs